What's up, guys? Tyler here, back for another episode of the Snapped Podcast. This show, I'm going to try and bring you guys all the stuff that's going on in my head about health, fitness, diet, exercise. That's kind of my background. I also love comedy. I love current events. I love sports. It's going to vary. We're going to bring on people sometimes, occasionally, that are going to help provide some content for the show, spark conversation, and hopefully every time you listen to this podcast, you can take away one thing that made your day just a little bit better. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get it. intro jacks me up, alright, man, well we're back for episode 3, I wish I could listen to that music for the whole podcast, seriously, just throw it on low, just let it ride, I'm feeling good, if you can't tell, a lot of energy coming to episode 3 of the Snapped Podcast, welcome back, I'm your host Tyler Kluver, because who the hell else would be on the mic, Um, that is me. And today we're going to talk about, uh, initially, you know, I thought, what am I going to talk about for this week? I'm doing a podcast about eating ice cream every day of the month. And so, in my mind, I thought, well, this is going to be tough. I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. But, nonetheless, I have come up with a few topics, excuse me, that, uh, some topics that are going to be prevalent, I think is the word I'm going to go with there, to this week and this podcast and uh, kind of where I'm at in this challenge. So I'm going to go over first the rankings of the ice creams to date. I, I said I was going to do that last week when I had five ice cream pints in, uh, 12 in now because obviously we're doing this one week later on the same day, Wednesday February 12th, which means I have just eaten about an hour ago my 12th pint in a row um, for the month. Today's pint was Super Fudge Brownie, Blue Bunny brand, um, similar to a couple of the other flavors I've had. And uh, I'll I'll run over quickly the flavor rankings and give you uh, a quick note on such flavors, but um, I'll give you what we've got so far. I started off super hot. You know, actually, I'll go backwards because uh, dramatic effect. Um, this week I, on Monday, I started off with a Ben and Jerry's called Justice Remixed, and it was not good. All right, uh, cinnamon ice cream and chocolate ice cream, which is fine. That was a good base. It then had some cinnamon bun dough bites, which were it was just a miss. Like. Not great. And worst part about it was it had these spicy fudge brownie swirls in the ice cream. And I don't know why you would ever make spicy chocolate or spicy fudge and put it in ice cream. But it was a hard no for me. Just above that at 11th out of 12 is Espresso Yourself, which is a Till the Cows Come Home. That's a high V brand. Um, and just above that one, oh, do you didn't. Um, those were 
coffee and cookie dough um, flavored ice creams, both the same brand till the cows come home. And really good, solid, like, consistency of ice cream. I think once I get a flavor that I like, uh, that brand will go higher on the list. But those those just didn't hit as well. I'm not, a, I'm not a big coffee guy. I would say the only one that I would never eat again ever would be the Justice Remix. So 11 out of 12 so far. But the Odo You Didn't was okay. It was just not great. Crazy for Cookie Dough at number 9. That's a Culver's flavor. Blue Bunny Cookies and Cream at number 8. I love me some cookies and cream, but, you know, it's pretty simple. Not a whole lot to it. And there wasn't a whole lot of calories in it, so it wasn't very, you know, sugar-packed. I mean, it was very light. And that's not what this month is about. We're trying to go hard. Vanilla Fudge Car... No, well, Vanilla Caramel Fudge, Ben & Jerry's flavor. Very simple. Vanilla ice cream with caramel and fudge swirled into it. Again, very simple, very good, but just very simple. And then we get up into the top half at number six, Super Fudge Brownie, which was the one I had today. Great chocolate flavor, a little bit of brownie, a little bit of fudge swirled in there. Very good. Above that at number five, Chocolate Oreo Volcano. That's a Culver's flavor as well. That is chocolate ice cream with Oreo and M&Ms in it, and it was it was quite delicious. And I'm a, I'm a sucker for actual uh, custard, so... Yeah, that's how that got up there so high. Number four, chocolate fudge brownie. Uh, a Ben & Jerry's flavor. And that was very good as well. Um, ben & Jerry's is that heavy kind of taste I'm going for. Like a very thick ice cream filling. Very calorie dense. Um, so that gets at number four. And then at number three and number two, two Jenny's flavors. The only Jenny's that the Whole Foods sold that were any kind of good sounding flavor milk chocolate and dark chocolate just plain pints of milk chocolate and dark chocolate in those in that order um dark chocolate was a little bit better just because it's not a common flavor um such a smooth ice cream jenny's is i mean they're hitting they know how to make some ice cream and then number one on the list the first ice cream i had the very first night of the challenge or i guess the month it's not really a challenge it ain't too hard to eat ice cream every day let me tell you that uh, peanut butter fudge core, Ben and Jerry's flavor. One of the best, I mean, maybe the, I mean, potentially the best pint that I'm going to have all month and definitely one of the best pints I've ever had. Um, I believe it was chocolate and peanut butter ice cream with peanut butter cups and a core down the middle of the pint of just fudge, fudge. Wow. Disrespect burping on the podcast ice cream indigestion. So those are the rankings of the of the ice creams that I've eaten. And I just I mean sometimes I sit here and I think why the why the hell am I doing a podcast about ice cream? This podcast is going to get better, all right? Once we get past this ice cream thing, I promise anyone who's listening to this is going to get better. We're going to talk about some actual fitness and health stuff, but for right now, again, like I said at the beginning of this, I don't expect anyone to listen to this. All right, this is literally an audio journal of like my time during this month and my thoughts. Now, I'm about to go into to some information that is pretty helpful, I would say, and gives sheds a little bit of light on my life. And uh, I wrote it down as what my life looks like aside from the ice cream this month. 
And that refers to just my entire lifestyle um, that kind of is combating what the ice cream is laying down as far as like a nutrient deficiency, I guess, or a poor nutrition base. And I say this and I'm going to go over this because for the simple reason of, you know, people are asking like, what, what's the point of this? And I'm like, well, to prove that you can basically eat what you want as far as, you know, as far as just simply food goes. And as long as the other parts of your life, diet, nutrition, and exercise and lifestyle are on point, it's not going to affect you that much. And I say that you have to take that with a grain of salt because, uh, not to sound, I mean, I don't want to sound like, no, I'll, I, no, fuck that. I'll say it. Uh, most of you listening to this podcast, which is like not that many people or anyone else that I've told about this challenge, like you guys don't live a life that is as disciplined as I am when it comes to a lifestyle of nutrition and health and all that. Like you just probably don't. Um, and I'm not saying that you're a bad person or that you should live a, a lifestyle that discipline because I don't think, um, uh, not discipline's a bad word because you're probably much more disciplined than me in, in a lot of areas of your life. But as when it comes to eating and tracking and exercising and uh, other kind of life bio health hacks to try and stay lean and stay healthy. Like I, I go a little bit over the top and I, and that's what I'm going to get into. And the reason is because I would not recommend doing this. Like the whole our overarching thing is I wouldn't recommend eating ice cream every day because all of this stuff that I do is without it, it would be very hard to combat the amount of sugar and just the poor nutrition of eating ice cream for a meal every day that, you know, ice cream provides you. I'm going to, I'm not going to go into depth about each one of these topics or each one of these things I do, but I do want the people listening to understand, like, if I do, uh, you know, I'll give you an update. I was one pound less than I was when I started this challenge yesterday, so we're two days away from being two weeks into this challenge, and I've lost one pound, and... If I had to guess, uh, my body fat percentage has gone down slightly. I would say I started this at 14, 14 let me get the sheet, 14.2% body fat, and I would guess I'm in the 13s just by looking at myself. Um, yeah, I've been going really hard in the gym, and so... Here's what, uh, here's kind of what I do and what my life looks like aside from this ice cream, um, to kind of set the base for why you shouldn't do this probably. So, because here's the thing, I I don't want people to think like, oh, you can eat ice cream and then get abs and like get ripped and be healthy if you even if you start an ice cream diet. Like, I think I think there's been a little bit of confusion there. Like, oh, like he's proving that you can go on an ice cream diet and get ripped and all this stuff. I would not recommend that at all. If you're trying to make serious, serious gains, serious, serious weight loss, it's going to be very difficult. My baseline, uh, because all the things I am about to talk about are things that I've been doing before the ice cream started. They're just part of my everyday life. They're just in my routine. 
um, they are a, a serious baseline for. I mean, if you follow my Instagram, I lost fifty two pounds, fifty I think fifty five pounds from the heaviest to the lowest um, in the last year and a half, and that was all on a very serious um, lean protein diet where I was pretty dialed in. No, not a lot of ice cream in there. Um, I don't want people to think that you can make that kind of transformation by switching to this ice cream diet. But in a month's time, I can go from, you know, switching one variable, one meal of my day to ice cream and make a little bit of progress still and move my baseline just a percent or two down the line. Whereas if you were going to start this and you did the same thing and you moved your baseline, if you, if you don't look ripped right now and you're a little bit overweight and you did this, yeah, you could you you could move your baseline maybe one or two percent down the line, but um, you're not going to be able to get to where I'm, where I started before this, by doing this diet. So that's that's the point. So what are the things I'm talking about? Because I mentioned it like three times. The things that I'm doing. First off, on a calorie basis, I am eating sometimes less calories during this ice cream challenge than I was before we started this month. Meaning uh, the calories in the ice cream are ranging anywhere from, um, I think the lowest has been 600 to the top one being almost 1,300. I would say the average is around 1,000 or maybe 1,100. And my normal lunch uh, before starting this challenge just... Total calories wise, now obviously we're going to get into the, the breakdown of those calories. My normal lunch was 12, anywhere from 12 to 1500 calories. Okay. So I'm actually eating less calories by only having that pint of ice cream. I am hungry after the I eat the ice cream every day. At the end of the day, what that rolls out to, because my dinners haven't changed, is you know, on a normal day, I'm eating 2,800 to 3,000 calories a day. And right now, uh, there's been a lot of days where I'm consuming 25 to 2,800 calories a day. So I'm actually eating less calories. Now, if you subscribe to the whole calories in, calories out, I'll, by that math, I'm just actually, you know, putting myself in a two to 500 calorie deficit more than when I started this challenge and well yeah obviously you're going to lose weight and all that. So first and foremost, like I'm very on top of my calories. I know exactly how much I'm eating every day. Um and and I'm not it's not like I've put myself in a calorie surplus while doing this, okay? And that's part of the whole thing is like for those that are going to want to eat ice cream, well it's very e- easy to eat ice cream on top of what you already eat in a day. Like eating a pint of ice cream, even the the thick pints that make you full, it would not be hard to just can that after a normal day of eating. Like if I were to eat my normal 26 to 27, 2800 calories, and then on top of that throw a thousand calories ice cream in there. Like all of you know how easy that goes down. Okay, so that's number one is like the calories at the top, the, the top line are, are all the same. Now, Breaking those down, of course, I'm getting a ton more carbs, a shitload more sugar, 
and a whole lot less protein, okay? And the fats and carbs that I am getting quality-wise are, you know, a carb is a carb, a fat is a fat. Well, not quite, and I couldn't go into the whole science about it, but I know enough to know that different carbs and different fats are going to do a whole lot of different things for your body. And the kind that are in ice cream, uh, carbs and fat-wise, are not the good kind compared to the good carbs and the good fats I was eating before. So that affects, obviously, how your body puts on weight, holds weight, your metabolism, all that stuff. All right, that's number one. The other thing is, is I live a lifestyle at 25 years old as a you know, just married uh, guy with no kids where I don't have a lot of other responsibilities. Um, you know, I'm not working a crazy amount of hours a week, so I have the time to easily get in an hour to, if I wanted to, more than that workout every single day of the week if I wanted to. No kids screaming, um, trying to get fed or, you know, trying to need, not, nobody needs attention. I don't have to stop my workout. Like all things that, uh, you know, people that come into the gym every day have to deal with. I have none of that. So I, I have a, an uninterrupted hour plus of training every day. That training is at intensity um, that is on average for that hour to 70 minutes of training my heart rate and you know the the workload um the amount of output that I'm that I'm kind of producing is probably much higher than uh your normal idea of just working out I'm doing high intensity interval stuff almost the entire time very little rest between sets and um all kinds of crossfit functional movement stuff um, that, in my opinion, and I could debate with this with you all, all day long, um, as long as you're doing it with good form and you're doing it correctly and you're being smart, you know what you're doing, uh, high-intensity functional movement, um, oftentimes in interval fashion uh, or as fast as you can, is the best way to... Um, to burn fat and boost your metabolism through working out, um, using heavy weights as well during that. So, uh, there's that, you know, I have, like I said, I'm not working a crazy amount of hours. I don't have kids. So on the sleep side, I'm getting on a bad night, seven shoddy hours of sleep, you know, where I wake up five or six times during the night on a good night. I'm getting eight to nine hours of sleep where I don't wake up at all. And I it's just perfect sleep. That kind of recovery, super important hormonally for, you know, weight main uh weight weight maintenance and uh stress on the body, which is uh, you know, cortisol levels and all that has to do with your weight as well. All of this is maximized to the to the nth degree as best I can to help me, you know, in this challenge of losing body fat. I don't have to deal with a bad night of sleep, basically, at all. Um, moving forward from that, uh, the meals that I am eating 
and this is not 100% true, but a lot of the meals that I'm eating um, for dinner are, are really good meals. Uh, good protein with a, a little bit of carbs on the side, a little bit of fat, um, pretty clean meal. And um, as far as food goes, I don't snack at all. There are no snacks in my day. When I eat dinner, I am done for the night. Dinner usually happens around 5.30 to 6.30. Once I'm done um, after dinner, uh, another thing I do is I put, um, I take a shot. I have this little green powder that helps with digestion. It's supposed to be like uh, like a superfood green powder. A lot of people like to call it like a serving of vegetables or however many servings. I don't know if I'd go that far, but... It's a serving of green powder that helps in digestion, and I take that after dinner. And after that goes in my body at about 6 or 6.30, I nothing else goes in into my body. I have developed a habit of no snacking at all throughout the day. I eat the pint of ice cream. I go five hours till dinner. I eat the dinner. Nothing. Nothing in the mornings. All water. I'm drinking a gallon plus of water every single day, which... On a hydration level, um, I mean, being hydrated at that kind of level does so many things for your weight maintenance and your body functions and just how your um, your systems run. So no snacking, a gallon plus of water every day, uh, a green powder for, for digestion, all the sleep in the world, good food while I am eating um, other meals uninterrupted training um, with a knowledge of, uh, you know, very lucky to have it, but a personal knowledge of how to basically get any result aesthetically and and functionally that I want in the gym. Not only that, but throughout the day, I'm constantly moving. So, uh, for example, I woke up today and opened the gym I work at at 4 a.m. I woke up at 3.25, so I'm coaching classes, demonstrating movements, fixing technique for six classes in a row through the morning until um, about 10.30 when I got off, work out from 10.30 to 11.30, which is when I'm getting my, um, you know, my dedicated exercise time in, and then for the rest of the day, you know, I got home and showered, and from 12 to 8 when I get in bed tonight, every hour on the hour, I'm doing push-ups. I'll do like a set of 20 to 25 push-ups and 10 sit-ups or V-ups to stay active every hour on the hour. Um, and a big part of that is uh, I've read a lot of research and listened to a lot of podcasts on constant movement throughout the day and trying to inhibit, not inhibit, um, trying to stay away from long periods of inactivity. So every hour, sometimes every half hour, I'll get up, do a set of push-ups, squats, every single day. So every day, a lot of times it's burpees during commercials when I'm watching TV on the weekends. Yes, my wife thinks I'm nuts, but it's just the way I am. And it's just one more thing added to this lifestyle that I've created that is allowing me to kind of eat this ice cream and not see negative effects. You know, so at the end of the day, I'll have done 200 plus push-ups or 100 plus and 100 plus sit-ups or 
100 plus burpees on top of my workout. I also take a fish oil for my joints. And, um, you know, and there's a few other uh, benefits to fish oil. Brain health is one of them, some other stuff. But uh, my joints feel great. My body feels great. Again, I'm 25, so it's not like uh, I've broken down. I've been very fortunate in the past. I was a long snapper, so didn't get hit a lot and wasn't a uh, super tackle guy. Um, no injuries. I mean, I have zero. The only injury I have is I tore my patellar tendon, very uh, minor tear in my patellar tendon, which got fixed about 18 months ago. And that's fully healed. And that's like my only injury in my entire life. So the constant movement, the, the joints feel good. I have a inversion table in my basement. And. If you don't know what that is, just Google that real quick. It's basically, it looks like a little swing, and you get in it, and your feet lock in, you flip flip upside down, and it decompresses your spine. Makes you feel incredible. I found I started using it at Iowa. I was probably one of six guys on the team that took advantage of it, just sat in the corner of the weight room, and it changed my life. My back never hurts, and it used to hurt all the time from bending over and snapping and doing heavy squats. And now my back feels great. Anytime my neck or back or anything, hips, knees, I mean, it basically flips you upside down, decompresses all of your joints, and it's it's honestly a miracle machine, at least it is for me. I do that three to four times a week minimum, sometimes every day. Every day during those classes I talked about, I'm stretching for five to ten minutes with the class. So without even stretching for my own workout, I'm getting 50 to 60 minutes of stretching in every single day. When I do work out, I'm working out in a fasted state. I, I told you I finish eating dinner at 6.30. I wake up and only, or, you know, after that dinner, I'll have water during the night. You know, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm drinking water. I wake up in the morning, I chug water. Again, part of the whole getting a gallon of water in. And I don't have, like this morning, I woke up at 3. I did not have a calorie, I had only water all the way up until when I got home at 12.15 p.m. I went eight some hours, and right at the end of that fast, at the end of, you know, right at 16 hours or so, I'm working out with heavy weight in a fasted state, which um, isn't proven, but a lot of people have come out with some okay research that working out in a fasted state has... Um, metabolic effects and um, can be beneficial as well. When I take a shower, I, and I thought about this today because I was like, damn, I really don't want to do it, but I take contrast showers after my workouts at least five times a week where I will crank that thing super hot and kind of shower and clean off and then once I've done the actual showering part, then I turn it into a recovery part where I'll go three or four rounds of 30 seconds as hot as it'll go, 30 seconds as cold it will, as it will go. And my shower gets cold. And though you know, there's some really good research on contrast showers not only being good for recovery, but post-workout um, enhancing fat loss and leaning out 
and that is, I mean, there's so much more I do even, but I'm not even going to go into it because this podcast is already way too long and I've just been bragging about my lifestyle, but I, I want, I've tried to talk about it in a way to kind of get you to understand that I do a lot of things to kind of stay in this state all the time. And so with all of that, the diet starts to become less and less and less of a percentage of the equation. And so when I do alter that diet, it doesn't have such a drastic effect. And I hope that came across in the podcast. I, if you have any questions on any of the things that I mentioned, please tweet me, DM me, whatever, and I'll answer anything. Um, I'm going to go in-depth on all of those kind of biohacking extra things that I do. Um, yeah, I mean, I do, and there's a bunch of other stuff too, but I'll get into that once we get past this month of ice cream and I've already gone way too long. So for those who have actually listened to me talk about ice cream and my lifestyle and what I do um, for the last 30 minutes, I super, super, super duper appreciate it. Um, that was episode three of the Snapped podcast. The Pint Life month is going well. The next time you hear me talk, we will be past halfway. And uh, in just a couple weeks, we're going to have the results of how this turned out. And I'm excited to see and share with you guys what that looks like. Hope everybody has a fantastic day, and uh, I'll catch you next time.